This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. you sexy sat stackers and welcome to the latest episode of the bitcoin bulletin podcast i am chris and today is wednesday may 17th 2023 and that means it is dca wednesday a lot of you are making your way here to sunny florida for bitcoin 2023 unfortunately well like many of you i i will be traveling but unfortunately i am heading the other way uh i have a couple of obligations that came up out of state and i have a project um some of you may know, but on the side, I dabble in uh, in film a little bit, and I have a project I need to shoot in New Mexico next weekend, and that unfortunately interferes with Bitcoin 2023. So hopefully you all have a fantastic time. It is a little odd that they chose uh, May for a conference in Miami. If you uh, just got here or are from Florida or have spent any time here, you know it is hot in May. Uh, it was definitely a lot nicer around spring break. I always thought they should hold that conference in like November or December when it's just absolutely gorgeous. But it won't be too bad out in Miami Beach. But just a couple of blocks away from the beach, it was pushing 100 degrees this afternoon. And with the humidity through the roof, you know, that that's pretty miserable. This is going to be an interesting show because there is a thunderstorm moving in. Fortunately, that cooled things off a bit, but it is crashing and banging out there. So I apologize if there are any loud noises in the background. Hopefully I can record without too many interruptions. And let's get right to it. At the time of this recording, Bitcoin is sitting at a block height of 790,234 and ringing in at a US dollar value of 200, or 200, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Of 27,375 US dollars or 3,653 sats per dollar almost exactly where we were last weekend. It was like, what, 27,655 or about 3,616 sats per dollar last week. So within 50 sats per dollar of where we were last week, although if you're following the price action minute by minute, you know that Bitcoin, uh, it, it kind of dumped a little bit last night. In fact, I've already done our DCA Wednesday purchase, so we purchased a little bit cheaper uh, while I'm scrambling getting ready to head to New Mexico for that, uh, for that shoot. Uh, and speaking of shoot, I hope Alec Baldwin's nowhere in the area too soon. Um, while I was scrambling in here for that shoot, I did my stack just so that I wouldn't miss out. And so we squeaked in a little bit cheaper, probably about $500 cheaper than what Bitcoin's currently currently at. But like I always say, if you just zoom out, at it, like we tend to do by DCAing once, once a week, every Wednesday, Bitcoin's relatively flat, you know, less than $300 difference from where we were when we recorded a week ago. Uh, and still in that sub $30,000 range, uh, Bitcoin obviously got up to about thirty-one dollars or almost $32,000 briefly. And I've said that $30,000 is kind of that magic number that human psychology uh, sets these, 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 uh, these goals, these checkpoints that are of significance only to the human mind. And $30,000 seems to be that. And we never really broke it convincingly. Yes, it broke it, but it didn't hold it. And I think when we finally push above thirty. dollars 
uh, that's when we'll see that's when we'll see that the next bull run officially begin. Adam Meister likes to say that we won't be in a bull run until we hit 32,000 convincingly, and that is because that's double the last cycle low or double this cycle's low, and that that's his standard for determining when a, when a bull market is officially kicked off. Either way, if you subscribe to Adam Meister's 210,000 block theory or the four-year having cycle theory in general, uh, we're basically repeating 2019, so you shouldn't expect to see Bitcoin set a new all-time high this year. Maybe it'll you know trend its way back up closer to the $60,000 range before the halving. But I believe if we do what we did in the last halving, Bitcoin should be in the 30, upper 30 to 40 thousand dollar range maybe as high as forty four thousand dollars at the having obviously you know history doesn't repeat but if it rhymes you know we should see you know not perfectly flat sideways bitcoin does its thing where it goes up and it goes down just like it was a lot lower a few hours ago and it had been up to 31 something you know a couple weeks ago but um you know 2019 it it bitcoin well before the 2020 having bitcoin ranged anywhere from three thousand to above ten thousand and then we had the virus crash where, you know, the whole economy crashed. So maybe that was a black swan, but, you know, Bitcoin dipped down to in the $3,000 range just before the halving and didn't really take off until about six months after the halving. The halving was like in May of, 2000, of 2020. And uh, I think the first time we passed the previous all-time high was December 20th, uh, 2020. So about six months later. Uh, but I digress. Where were we? Back to the vital statistics. Uh, Bitcoin is doing quite well at 27,375 US dollars per bitcoin. Obviously that's a lot higher than the previous cycle's all-time high of about 18,000. Uh, so if you've been holding for 4 years, you're sitting pretty. Uh, we're currently 49,766 blocks away from that next having and that's still looking like that's going to be about April 22nd of 2024. So a little less than a year to go till that having. Uh, and so if the halving is in April, then maybe six months later, it'd be you know, end of October, beginning of, no of November. Then we can start talking about, you know, when, when are we going to, when are we going to eclipse 69,000? When are we going to start setting new all-time highs? And then the fun begins. For those of you who care, Bitcoin's market capitalization is also about where it was last week with a total market cap of 530.4 billion, about 5 billion less than last week. But when you're talking numbers that large... Uh, five billion is, you know, one percent or less. So that's not a very big, not a very big difference. If you value your wealth in shiny yellow rocks, it's going to cost you just a little bit more gold to purchase a Bitcoin this this week. It will cost you thirteen point seven ounces of the yellow little yellow Peter Schiff coins, the My Precious coins, to purchase just one Bitcoin down from the 13.6 ounces of gold you could have purchased a Bitcoin for last week. Uh, and even though the price of Bitcoin is relatively flat, that's because the price of gold is back down a tiny bit. Uh, I didn't check what the price of gold was before starting this recording, but you know it, it had gone over $2,000 an ounce when, uh, the, when uh, inflation was soaring and when the, uh, the markets were tanking. And... Uh, and it's uh, probably eclipsed. It's uh, probably not quite as high as it was. I guess I should look that up, right? Chris, why aren't you prepared for the show? I am prepared for the show, but I'm just really busy. I still have to pack. It's it's getting late this afternoon, and uh, I have a flight to catch in the morning. So, um, 
I digress, but I'm a little bit scatterbrained today because I am getting ready to hit the road, and unfortunately, it isn't to party with you guys in Miami. For those of you who value your wealth in pizza, one Bitcoin will purchase you 1,531 Papa John's pizzas. That's one large pepperoni pizza from Papa John's every day for 1,531 days. That is a lot of pizza. And the mempool is... Well, the mempool is actually even more clogged than it was last week. It's nowhere near as clogged as it was at its peak. You know, there were like 150 blocks of the transactions pending at one time, uh, but that's down to 82 blocks right now. Of course, it was only 55 blocks last week, so it's up from last Wednesday, but nowhere near as congested as it has been. And along those lines, the fees to have your transaction included in the next block are down significantly as well. Last week, it was a staggering 506 Satoshis per byte, to guarantee that your transaction will be included in the next block. And looking at a couple of fee estimators right now, it looks like a fee of 79 Satoshis per byte, per V-byte, will guarantee that your transaction is included in the next block. And only 21 uh, Satoshis per V-byte will guarantee that your transaction is included within the day if you have 24 hours to wait. Or if you have a little longer, it says that one SAT per byte transactions will still, will still clear within a week. Of course, you know, make sure you check current fee estimates before you send an important on-chain transaction or use that replace by fee function so you can bump your fee up if your transaction gets stuck. That transaction metric that you know I like to follow, the 24-hour transaction rate, is still really skewed because of the whole ordinals and inscriptions thing. While they appear to be tapering off a little bit as far as their impact on fee pressure goes, We've still been clearing 7.06 transactions per second, well above, you know, the 3.15 transactions per second that I would say previously had indicated healthy on-chain activity, uh, way more than Bitcoin was intended to handle because most of those ordinals and inscriptions transactions are very small. Uh, and so while there's a ton of them jamming up the mempool, they're not, they're not very large transactions, so more of them can fit in a block. Ultimately, it's the, the header space limitation that, that is determining how many transactions can fit in a block at this point. Thanks again to all of you who are listening on your favorite podcasting 2.0 app, such as Fountain and Breeze Wallet. I have not gotten a chance to log into Fountain today, so last time I checked, we didn't have any boosts or shoutouts to read. Uh, if you squeaked one in under the wire, I apologize. I'll get to it on the next episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. But thank you to those of you who are supporting us by listening on Fountain and Breeze and streaming sats or sending boosts. Uh, there's a lot to talk about out there, but what's really funny is, you know, during, during the week of the Bitcoin conference every year, it doesn't seem to matter how much news, news is going on there. It's almost radio silence. You know, all my favorite podcasts, they usually do some sort of live event at Bitcoin 2020, which means, you know, if you're waiting for their podcast on Thursday or Friday, you're lucky if you get it on Monday and it's going to be a pre-recorded party rip, not really discussing the news. So hopefully uh, we are filling that role for you by being here on Wednesdays as promised. Um, but the main news is everybody's down in El Salvador and we can't wait to see what, you know, what the keynote speakers are going to have to say. I, again, I'm not going to be at the conference, but they do live stream all the speeches. And there's some that I'm really excited to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's any news out of El Salvador. Uh, it would be interesting to see if Jack Mahlers has any updates for us on Strike. You know, a year ago, two years ago, he promised something big, and then it, it didn't kind of happen in the time frame he was expecting. So then he said basically he wasn't going to make any more promises and just make announcements as they happened. 
uh, but he was working on some big stuff. What's different this year are there are more politicians speaking at the Bitcoin conference. And one in particular, I'm really interested to hear what he had to say is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, I'm not a boomer, but I'm old enough to remember RFK Jr. from the 1990s. And there were a lot of things I disagreed with him on. In fact, uh, I kind of considered him a nutcase and not because he was an anti-vaxxer, although he was kind of proven correct on a lot of those opinions uh, recently, at least it would appear that that's the case. But that's not what I disagreed with him about. Uh, he had a, real, a lot of really left, hard left socialist opinions, ideas that I don't think really jive with the freedom money, the, the, Bitcoin, the Bitcoin mantra. But he's always been a big freedom of speech guy and a big and a big right to privacy guy. And so he's been really pro Bitcoin. And he's going to be a keynote speaker at this year's at this year's conference. So it'll be interesting to hear what he says. Of course, there are, you know, a handful of politicians that have been in our corner for the long haul and they're going to be there as well. But um, but it's really cool. And there were they were teasing that there would be even some more speakers they haven't they hadn't even announced yet. Uh, I would expect that once RFK Jr signed up that there were a whole lot of other people that want to want to get their two cents in as well so listen to what rfk jr says he has some great things to say about bitcoin and some great things to say about freedom and some great things to be to say about privacy but beware he is very left of center on a lot of other issues very left of center as a business owner i don't necessarily agree with a lot of his policies um but i certainly like him better than the current president of the united states and it's just fun to see someone running for president that's very pro bitcoin so, so that's really cool. All right, real quick, let's get to why we were here, and that is our DCA stack. As I mentioned, I already did our DCA stack a couple hours ago. And if you don't know what DCA is, uh, well, you haven't been probably listening to this podcast, right? Because we've done this for almost two years now, but DCA is short for dollar cost averaging. And dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals, regardless of price. For example, this will be our 95th stack. We started stacking every Wednesday on Wednesday, July 28th, 2021, and so far we've stacked 94 times, stacking just $20 worth of Satoshis every Wednesday for a total of $1,880 US dollars converted from stinky paper fiat into Bitcoin, and that includes $42.30 worth of fees, and that $1,880 has purchased us a stack of $6 million. 514,223 sats, which was a little underwater, worth somewhere in the range of $1,800 at the time, uh, and at an average cost basis of $28,859.93. And if you just heard that ruckus, I have a really large German Shepherd in here with me today. Uh, he hates thunder and lightning. It's funny, the bigger the dog, the more likely they are to be scared of lightning storms. I like to think it's because they're smart. German Shepherds, if you've never had a GSD, a German Shepherd dog, breed of dog, they are the, they're the smartest dogs I've ever, I've ever worked with. And I've had the privilege of working with a variety of dogs, including in a working capacity. In a previous life, I, I, I worked in an industry that, that utilized um, canine companions. And so I have a little bit of experience with dogs besides just having had many throughout my life. And German Shepherds are just super smart. Obviously, most people know that. And I think that's what corresponds to their fear of lightning, but he's in here with me today, freaking out in the corner a little bit. He's been really good, poor guy, but uh, hopefully he won't interfere any more than the thunder and lightning that's crashing out there. I'm going to have to play this back as soon as I'm done recording to see if any of that lightning is, 
is uh, coming through because it's been non-stop the whole time I'm talking, you know, uh, two or three good bolts a minute. Pretty impressive. For those of you who don't know, Florida is actually the lightning capital of the world. We get more lightning strikes in Florida than almost anywhere else in the world. And a big chunk of them are in central Florida, where I'm actually right now. I'm in east central Florida on the Space Coast, Cape Canaveral and Cocoa Beach area, which is about the middle part of Florida from north to south and, and on the east side. So if you're down there in Miami, I'm about 180 miles north of you. It's a little over a three-hour drive to get down to Miami. An easy drive, a drive I intended to make, and uh, it would have been fun, like I said, to be down there with y'all. But um, And that's kind of a bummer because they're saying that this is the last year they're going to be in Miami. And uh, so I won't, it won't be, won't be as easy to get to next year. Although, personally, being in Florida, it, it'll be nice to see the conference go somewhere else just because I have the opportunity to, to travel somewhere next year. Although, you know, it's nice to see, it's, it's bittersweet because it's nice to see the conference here because the reason it moved here was because the rest of the country was going crazy and, and not letting anyone host conferences. And if you remember, the Bitcoin conference was the first major conference, the first group of people that got together during the lockdowns or when the lockdowns had ended. And if you remember, they were calling it the super spreader event. And we were going to, we were literally going to cause thousands and thousands of deaths. And obviously that didn't happen, but, uh, you know, it's nice that it's been here ever since because Miami supported Bitcoin and it's nice to see Bitcoin support Miami in return. And, you know, if they go back to California or wherever they go, uh, it would just be a shame to see them go back to California because the reason it's here is because California hosed them. You know, California turned its back on us and wouldn't let us toast the conference. So I digress. I'm going to get back to our DCA stack. I already did that DCA stack as usual. Uh, I used the handy dandy cash app to do our stack. And um, I purchased a, a little bit cheaper. It was somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, $26,800. And that purchased, yeah, well, it was more than that by the time you, by the time you average in the two and a quarter percent fee. So I'm looking at the column. It says effectively we paid $27,452 for, for the purchase, but it was really like 26,800 before that, that fee factors in that purchased an extra 72,853 sats, which was 2,200 sats more than we'd purchased the previous week, which was really cool because it was actually kind of sad watching our, our our sat purchases dwindle you know we had been purchasing over a hundred thousand sats for those twenty dollars when bitcoin was at its cheapest let's see the one of the, the about the cheapest we ever purchased was sixteen thousand four hundred and sixty nine dollars back in november of 2022 and that purchased purchased us one hundred and eighteen thousand seven hundred and eight sats so for the same amount of money today we're only getting seventy two thousand eight hundred fifty three sats and as the price of Bitcoin goes up, that's going to dwindle. I mean, it's just math, right? So that's one of the reasons I'm personally excited when the price of Bitcoin goes down. When we do break through that previous all-time high, you're not going to be able to get as many sats for your dirty fiat. Uh, the highest we purchased was in October of 2021. We purchased at $65,969, and that only purchased us 29635 sats. So less than half of the sats we're stacking today. So while it would be cool to see Bitcoin set a new all-time high, keep in mind, uh, your stack is not going to grow as fast. So be thankful that we're in an accumulation year, plebs. 
Uh, stack as many sats as you can possibly stack because when we do bust through a new all-time high, it's going to be harder to grow that stack. And even then, it's going to be worth stacking. You know, keep growing that stack until until you know until nobody's willing to sell you sats anymore. But uh, take advantage. Don't you, pe- human psychology. People tend to like FOMO in when the price is high, and then when the price is low, there were people when Bitcoin was at sixteen thousand saying, "I'm going to wait till it hits 10. And they missed out on 16000 because they were waiting to buy at 10000 And by DCAing, you know, we didn't miss the bottom. And we've grown that stack sizably since then. Uh, so I mean, that's why I like DCA so much. Uh, I think if you've been following the show and you've been here with us for our previous 95 stacks, or 94 stacks, you get, you get the point. All right. So uh, back to what we were talking about. That 72000 853 sats has grown our stack to 6,587,076 sats. And perhaps as important or more importantly, that knocked our average cost basis down again by another $15.57, lowering the average cost basis, the average purchase price of our Bitcoin to $28,844.36. Obviously slightly higher than the current price of Bitcoin. Uh, checking to see where we are while I've been talking. Bitcoin is currently ringing in at $27,400. So uh, it's gone up $25 since the beginning of the show, uh, which is basically flat when you're talking $27,000 range. But um, again, every time we get to buy Bitcoin when it's cheaper than $28,000, we're going to lower the average cost the average purchase price and as bitcoin starts to go up then it's going to obviously increase the average purchase price of our stack but i want to remind everybody that when we first started this podcast we made our very first purchase on july 28th 2021 we purchased at a price of thirty nine thousand seven hundred and sixteen dollars and forty cents so had we yoloed all in at thirty nine thousand we would have substantially less Bitcoin than when than we've been able to accumulate with our average purchase price at the $28,000 range. And for those who YOLO'd in at $65,000 or $69,000, uh, they have even fewer Bitcoin than if they had spread that money out over the long term. I'm sure, obviously, if Bitcoin continues to go up and to the right, that eventually we'll get to the point where that where that changes, where you know where they say, well, if you you've invested ten thousand dollars by then, and if you, if you had invested it all when Bitcoin was only sixty nine thousand dollars, you know you would have purchased more Sats. But of course, the idea is we don't have ten thousand dollars to invest. If you're investing whatever you can, you know maybe it's more than twenty dollars a week. Hopefully, it's more than twenty dollars a week. But even if it's only twenty dollars a week, you know we've been still steadily growing that stack of Sats, and over even a two year basis, we've come out way ahead because. Like I said, if we'd yoloed in at thirty-nine thousand, uh, we would have a lot fewer sats than. In fact, it would be more than a million fewer sats than we have by spreading it out. All right. Well, I wanted to keep this episode short and sweet. I've only been talking for about twenty minutes now. I think twenty-two minutes, twenty-two minutes and forty seconds on the timer. But the thunderstorm is really starting to pick up. The sky is looking a really eerie color out the studio window, and I just got a severe thunderstorm and hail warning kicked off on my uh, on my phone. So I'm going to wrap things up before I lose power and lose this entire recording. You guys have a great time down there in Miami. If you're not in Miami, don't forget to watch the live feeds. It's going to be really exciting to see what everybody has to say. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I really would look forward to meeting each and every one of you. 
one day. But in the meantime, reach out and say hi on Twitter or send me an email. You know, it is great to hear from to hear from me. Of course, the the best way to support the podcast is to you know, send us a boost on Fountain and let us know what you have to think and help support the show in doing so. But you know, but I don't want to part with my sats, and a lot of you don't have the sats to part with. So you can let us know what you think by by DMing DMing us on Twitter. And Twitter, we are at BTC Bulletin Pod. And if you don't have Twitter, we're on Noster, but um, you can send me an email as well. And my email address is bitcoinbulletin at protonmail.com. So again, we're at BTC Bulletin Pod on Twitter, and we are bitcoinbulletin at protonmail.com on, uh, on, by, via email. I'm going to probably still be out of town next week. I do not have my return ticket booked because it's up to however long this project takes. And I have a couple other family obligations to take care of while I'm out west as well. Uh, so I will definitely do our Wednesday stack. Hopefully I will get a an up-to-date, real-time podcast recorded, even though I'm going to be out and about. I'm bringing most of my equipment with me. I've got to do some filming while I'm there anyway, so I literally have to bring all my video equipment, whether I was doing the podcast or not. Uh, it just depends on uh, on how tied up I get on that project, whether I do a pre-recorded episode uh, or or what happens. And I, I can't make a promise on how that's going to be. I can promise you that even if I don't have a chance to do a podcast and we end up getting one out a little bit late, I will make that stack on time, just like I do, just like I did this Wednesday, last Wednesday, and every Wednesday. And hopefully you do the same. And we will see you next Wednesday when we grow that stack together. Until that time, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.
This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. 